You're not supposed to worry about the future. I know that seems difficult, especially for young people. But the thing that I've began to really master is not to worry about tomorrow. There's absolutely nothing you can do about tomorrow. Nothing. You don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know how it's going to go. When you put worry into a tomorrow, you're putting a burden on yourself that you're not built to carry. God designed us to live today. Lord's Prayer says, give us this day our daily bread. And I ask you nothing about tomorrow because he wants us to live in today. As a matter of fact, living in today is plenty enough. He broke it down into two pieces. He got the daytime and he got the nighttime. The daytime you put in all your work and at night you rest. That's your day. If you worry about tomorrow, it accomplishes nothing. You know how many times I've worried about tomorrow? And then when I got there, tomorrow was completely different than I thought it was going to be. And all of that worrying was for nothing. All of that. I was worrying, man, if I don't get this job tomorrow, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I got there and I didn't get the job. What was the worrying for? Or I got the job. What was the worrying for? Now, the only way to accomplish that is you really got to get into your faith. And if you're not a faith-based person, this thing called life's going to be really, really difficult. It's already difficult, but you ain't got no God. You don't, you don't use prayer. Man, you're in a world of trouble, man. Like, I have a great life, man, because I don't really worry about too much. And I got a lot of challenges, but, and I haven't always been this way now, you know what I mean? I used to worry about tomorrow, I used to worry myself to death. I don't care. You know, you know how many times they didn't cancel shows of mine? Every time they've canceled a show, God gave me another one. Every time. I got a talk show canceled, a little big shot canceled. They canceled the show. God gave me a Facebook watch show, paid me the same money in two weeks that I made in 34 weeks. What? what? You got, you got to let God do what he's doing. But you got to use your faith, though. You can't allow people to dictate. If you can put that into your equation, folks, faith don't make it easy. Faith makes it possible. You ain't got to worry about it being easy because life's hard. But you just want the possibilities. Anything is possible, man. God got a great life for you. If you just check in with him and see what it is. Because the plan you got... His plan way better than yours. I'm telling you right now, I've had some wonderful plans. The moment I stopped and asked God what he wanted, the plan he had. You never heard old people say, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. <laughs> it's funny, man. It'd be amazing the stuff I planned. And then when I just said, okay, God, give me what you want me to give. And then he gave me way better than I had. That's, that's a suggestion. You don't have to do it that way, but... It's the best way, but if you don't want to do it that way, then just go ahead and do your thing and I'll. There's only one way you succeed long term. Anybody can get lucky, do something for a period of time. But real success in any measure whatsoever comes when you do more for others than anybody else. There's no other way to do it. You find a way to add more what? Value. And if we find a way to add more value, we can be superior in the marketplace, but we can also be superior in our own lives. We can enjoy our lives at a different level. We can have a different set of pride that isn't fake. It's not ego. Ego is when you try to make it better than it is, and you know the truth is it's not. 
when you're in a position where you own what you're about and you know what you're here to deliver and you deliver it on a significant scale, then you have an opportunity to really experience not only success but fulfillment. And this conference has gotten bigger and bigger, not only in its size, but also in its impact. And so I'm really, really privileged to be back with you here. And I know you're raising, working to raise a million meals. And uh, I'm very, very into hunger, to say the least, primarily because I was so hungry at the stage of my life. And my life was completely changed because when I was 11 years old, we had no money and no food. And we gotten used to that, but it was Thanksgiving, which makes it more emotional. And my parents were saying and doing things that after you say them, you can never take them back. And it was very profoundly painful, obviously, for myself as the oldest and trying to keep my brothers and sisters from hearing it. But it profoundly changed because that day something changed my life and it was somebody simply coming and delivering food. And it wasn't the person wasn't giving it, it was a delivery guy. And it wasn't a happy moment for my father. It was interesting. Um, I, you know, my yell, mad mom and dad are yelling at each other, my mom's saying things to my father, you haven't taken care of us. Pretty painful moment. And the door happens and I go open the door and there's this tall guy standing there with these big bags of food and on the ground beside him he had this pan with uncooked turkey. And he said, is your father here? And I said, just one moment. And I sprinted to get my dad thinking this was going to be the most euphoric moment you could possibly imagine. Like God had come by and surprised us. Somebody cared about us, whatever you wanted to frame it. And my father came to the front door begrudgingly. When he saw the man, he got very angry. And he said, you know, we don't take charity. And he went to slam the door. And the man was a very tall guy. And he put his arm or shoulder against it. It kind of bounced off of him. And he said, sir, this is not charity. Everybody has tough times. And somebody knows you're in need, and they want you to have a beautiful Thanksgiving. Please accept this gift. My father got even more intense and started saying, I don't accept charity. And this time the man put his foot there and bounced off of it. And then he said to my father that I thought my father would hit him. He looked at my father and said, he looked at me in the background and said, don't let your family suffer because of your ego. It was intense words to say. My father didn't know what to do. He grabbed the food, he slammed it down and slammed the door. And I tell you the story because... Everything in our life is controlled by three decisions. And those three decisions I'd like you to look at today because I really want to deliver for you. I didn't come here to do a speech. I love Mark dearly. I really want to serve you. And you all are giving the greatest gift you have, your time. You get your money back, but you can't get your time back. That's so why I really want to serve you. And I think one of the most powerful things we do to serve you is have you become clear of what the controlling force is that's controlling the quality of your life. And you and I both know it's not the amount of money in your pocket. It's not who you know. It's not even what you've been through. It's really the decisions you make moment to moment about a couple of different things. And the three decisions I made in that moment that I'd like to pull your attention to just real quick are, in this moment you're making these three decisions, by the way. The first one is, what are you going to focus on? And that day, my father focused clearly on the fact that he had not taken care of his family. And whatever you focus on, you're going to feel. In fact, many of us in this room, who's ever focused on something? You were thinking something horrible was going to happen. You experienced the pain of that failure, that challenge in your life, and then it never, ever happened. God thought of this world. He thought of it, so he created it. So he made you just like him, that your thoughts can create things. He made you just like him. Now, you can't go make earth and heaven like he did, but you can make a better world for yourself. There is a scripture, Habakkuk 2 and 2. It says, write the vision and make it plain, so that he who reads it will run to it. And even though it tarry, tarry means take a long time, wait for it, for surely it will come at an appointed time. That's in the Bible. That ain't in the rich people's copy. That's in everybody, everybody's Bible. The problem is everybody don't do it. But it's right there. But you got to do it. I'm just telling you, it's, if you don't do it, it's, it's, it's too hard. It's almost impossible. That vision board has changed. Well, everything I put on my vision board, I get. Everything. Now, you have to understand something. It's not going to come when you want it to come. It comes at an appointed time. 
That's the trick. But the appointed time is what throw people off. Because most of you, when you ask God for something, he sends it. He ships it immediately. As soon as you ask him something, you really believe he'll do it? He boxes it up and he ships it to you immediately. The problem with the package is he never gives you the date that the package is going to arrive. He doesn't do that. Faith is the belief in things that you cannot see. So if you ask God for a million dollars and he tell you I'm going to give it to you in March of 2020, you wouldn't need no faith. You'd be talking to people crazy because you know in 2020, I'm going to be a millionaire. But he sent a million as soon as you asked for it. But it's going to come at an appointed time. The problem is people stop waiting on the package. Then when it get to you, because he delivers only to Faith Street, when he delivers to you on Faith Street, but you done stepped off of Faith Street, you over here on I Don't See How Circle, he don't ship that. Instead of staying on Faith Street, you done stepped over here to I Don't Believe It Boulevard or It Took Too Long Avenue. Then the package come to Faith Street is just like the post office in FedEx. If you ain't there to receive it, it got to go back. That's how it works, man. Self-confidence also comes from the ability to rise above your circumstances, to rise above what happens, the petty little things, the discouraging things that would sink everyone else's ship except yours, that would cause someone else to quit early in the day, but you keep going. That kind of willingness to overcome all circumstances, whether it's the little challenges or the big challenges, if you're willing to do that, I promise you, this kind of power will work for you, and in you, the variable, it'll make a difference. The third on the list I had was enthusiasm. And here's what I wrote about enthusiasm. Enthusiasm that's powerful is mostly enthusiasm that is enthusiasm inside, 90%, 10% outside. We all know what the enthusiasm is like when somebody lets us see their enthusiasm, which is the, like the 90% and only 10% of it is inside. But the enthusiasm that really affects people is not just being loud, but the enthusiasm that runs deep, the enthusiasm that comes from deep inside, created by self-confidence, created by purpose, created by genuine willingness to help other people. That kind of enthusiasm, knowing that you're going to get the job done, knowing you're going to affect people, knowing you're going to have testimonials flowing in from all kinds of uh, directions. A lot of it is quiet. A lot of it is unheard. And the 10% that's heard, it rings a bell. People call it genuine enthusiasm because they know that what you say in the outward display of your enthusiasm is only a small tip of the iceberg of the enthusiasm you feel inside that really motivates you to do the best job you can. Next on my list to help you become the powerful variable is expertise. Wanting to excel in all of the skills and settling for nothing less than an outstanding performance. If you're willing to be the best in your field, if you're willing to demand of yourself excellence in skill to be the best that you can possibly be. In the training, do the best you possibly can. In doing a workshop, do the best you possibly can. Developing the skills of using your personality, developing the skills of language, developing the skills of influence, developing the skills of organizing. If you're willing to be an expert in all of the skills, Herbalife has the way for you to invest those skills and not only make a handsome living, not only make a lot of money, but if you would so desire and if it would be your purpose, a chance to make your fortune. Expertise, excellence in skills. Sometimes we have to ask ourselves, what's using my life? One of the things that we know about life is that it is always changing. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. Sometimes things go real well, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes you're happy, and sometimes you're sad. 
Now that's that thing called life. And when we begin to understand and know that, accepting that reality that, that we will never ever have things just on an even kill all the time. That you're going to have some ups and you're going to have some downs. But during those down moments, that's where the growth takes place. That's where the work is. Anybody can feel good when they have their health, their bills are paid, they have happy relationships, the children are acting normal. Anybody can be positive then. Anybody can have a larger vision then. Anybody can have faith under those kinds of circumstances. See, but the real challenge, the real challenge of growth, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, comes when you get knocked down. How you handle it, that's where the growth takes place. What has brought you to this point? What did you learn from it? Are you learning anything? Or are you doing it over and over and over again? Are you going through it or are you growing through it? Are you bigger and better because of it? Things are going to happen to you. And the most important thing to do is to harness your will and let it go. I'm in control here. I'm not going to let this get me down. I'm not going to let this destroy me. I'm coming back. And I'll be stronger and better because of it. You have got to make a declaration. That this is what you stand for. You're standing up for your dreams. You're standing up for peace of mind. You're standing up for help. You want it. And you're going to go all out to have it. Yes. I'm going to turn this situation around. I'm not going to sit back and, and moan and cry over what happened and what went wrong and who did what. I'm going to do something about this situation. Expect things to get better for you. Because they are. See, life is cyclic. Whatever experience you're having right now, it has not come to stay. It has come to pass.